I, I can't. Uh, Dax. No, 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 no. We're so close to freedom. You're not getting away so easily. I have to protect Kane. They're my family. Uh, we're both gonna fall, Dax. Is this what you want? I'm not in my original chassis, but I know if we connect these two points together. Yes, I'm pretty sure this is just like the shock terminal I usually have. And all I have to do is get him off of Kane. That's all I have to do. And I don't care if it takes all the charge I have in me. I don't care if it fries circuits of this. I screamed up here anyways. Don't forget that you belong to me. Not anymore. Let go! Redirect all systems power. Overload the circuit. Pass through. Please let this work. Please let this work. And just let go. And die already. You're mine! There's nothing. I can take this electric charge for Kane and Caramalplex for everyone. I have to. I have to. I. Stop it! I don't want to think about that. I don't want to remember any of it. Hey, Jed. Jed, I'm here. It's okay. Yeah, it's okay. I just don't know what's wrong with me. You don't have to know, Jet. I get that it can feel a little scary, but I'm just glad you're back. I feel like you've been saying that a lot. How long was I out this time? A uh, couple weeks. That long? I... Wow. Your systems were all online, but I couldn't really get through to... Well, the actual you. And as useful as some of your default systems are... I wanted to make sure you were okay. I don't think I've been okay for a while, actually. We're gonna figure it out, okay? I promise. Okay. I trust you, Kane. Five years is a long time to spend with someone. Especially when it feels like it's just the two of you against the big, mean world. I found Jed a few months after Sebastian left. I couldn't believe my luck. I mean, seriously, who throws out an all-purpose bot like that? Almost every part needed replacing. His chassis was beat to all hell, and the inside hadn't fared much better. But Jet was like a bright spot in the middle of all that darkness. Working on fixing him, analyzing his personality core, finding new ways to bypass power overloads, polishing him until he looked brand new, I threw myself into the work and ignored every sad and scary thing around me. When he finally powered on, he was incredible. I mean, yeah, I pulled out all the surveillance gear that I could identify, wrote parts of his personality core, took out all the parts that hampered his decision-making, especially for himself. In a lot of ways, he was beyond what I could have done on my own. He could talk with me. Not always the best conversationalist, <laughs> but he learned quickly, borrowing words out of my own mouth to respond. We talked so much in those first few months, when everyone was still praying Sebastian would come home, while Valeria left for work and wouldn't be back to the apartment until late. I always thought of Jet as a friend. And then he became family. I know, it sounds a little pathetic. It felt a little pathetic at first. A lonely 17-year-old calling a half-powered AI a friend, much less a family. But he was, and always will be. And then I learned that, like with most family, you leave your marks on them. 
even when you don't mean to. Jet saw me at my worst. My most self-destructive tendencies, my white-hot temper, my self-sacrificial bullshit. And I worried all that time that he kept hiding his glitches from me that he'd picked up on what I always did. Put up a veil of indignant rage and tucked all that hurt beneath it. Only Jet, always sweeter than he needed to be, hid it all behind apologies and, well, throwing himself into the work. (laughs) And those weeks without Jet felt empty and strange. Even with Sebastian and I on the men, I didn't want to trade one sibling for another. So with Jet back, I still didn't quite know how to help. What exactly did I miss? Well, I can tell you, but I gotta ask you first. Um, you interested in coming out with me, Tari, and Sujin today? It'll be stuff you know how to do. More driving? Yeah, more driving. Nice, I'm down. (laughs) Then I'll fill you in while we walk. So after we got the power back on, we probably spent like a week and a half just checking all the systems. Ganymede and Ronan are both with us though, so Operation Get Care Malplex on board with the Revolution is actually going pretty well. Holy Terrors went and did a mini tour, so other communities are also hearing about Zero Zero. (laughs) We actually got recognized the other day, that was kind of cool. We're making a lot of plans about collective action and bringing together Metropolis West and the outposts. So it feels like things are finally coming together. But... What, 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 what do you mean, but? There's always a catch, right? <laughs> Alright, you got me. You're not wrong, Jet. Thing is, we still haven't gotten Nell on our side. And she's kind of a major part in all of this. I mean, the most everybody here looks to her for guidance. So if she's dead set against Zero Zero... Then we're gonna be going against Potent Co. with less friends to help us out. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I think we could all use a couple more friends. Speaking of... Hey, Kane. And Jet! Gosh, I feel like it's been ages since I've seen you properly. How are you feeling? I'm doing okay, Sujin. Oh, hey. I think that's the first time you've said my name without putting user before it. Is it really? Yeah, I guess we've gotten closer. I feel pretty honored. Glad I'll be riding with you again. So, where are we heading off to? Well, remember how we haven't gone on a supply run for a while? Today's the day, and you all get to come along. Tari and I spent a few days customizing masks for us, since it's, uh, still pretty smoky out there. I'd make one for you too, Jet, if it made sense, but you don't breathe oxygen. I made you a little magnet, though. It's a bunny, obviously. (laughs) And Kane, this one's for you. Sorry about not putting lights on it. And we've known each other for a while now, but I realized I actually have no idea what your favorite color is, so I just made it magenta. Since that's what your plasma knife is. Oh, uh, it, it, it's, it's perfect. <laughs> Thank you. And for the record, magenta is my favorite color. Sweet. You two done flirting yet? <clears throat> Vic? Oh, right! I forgot. I set up Mr. Vass in the radio room. Usually we have Nell run point on these things, or come out with us, but she's supposed to be on her day off, so I don't want to bother her. And of course, after wheedling Baz for forever, he said I could take the two of you out on the run. Between you and me, I think he's had a lot of excitement recently. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say. God, I don't understand needing to take a break from excitement. I'm dying to get in on some action. Just like old times, right, Susan? Yeah, like all those times you had me steal stuff from Cellar and Carbonate. You wouldn't have met Kane if I hadn't sent you out that time, just saying. Hey, shouldn't we be going soon? We're supposed to be catching a supply truck, right? 
technically a garbage truck, which is funny and also extremely sad. Remember, they're dumping out stuff they don't think is useful, but we can't salvage it after they pour gasoline over the damn thing. So, we have to intercept them on the way there. Vic's been listening in all day to check their routes, and we caught a signal saying one's coming out today. We're not totally solid on it, but I've been triangulating positions all morning. It'd be easier if we had Jet. Oh, you do. I'm right here, Vic. Hey, he's back in action! I didn't know you were all waiting on me. No need to rush, but, you know, you're part of the team. Alright, hang tight. I'll send you the route information in just a second. With both Jet and Vic? This'll be a cinch. Usually we're out for quite a while just trying to zero in on him. You got all the equipment ready? Yep, just gotta load it up. Kane? Let's do it. Sujin and Tarwi were right to start donning their masks as soon as they got outside. The sun hung in the smoky sky, bright red amidst the gray and yellow plumes. Trucks should be approaching you from the north, a couple miles off. Do you have a visual? Affirmative. Looks like a pretty small one, too. Aw, that's a bummer. Hey, watch yourselves. You want to neutralize a truck without giving away your position right away, or where you're coming from. Don't think that'd be great. Sounds good. We'll cut through on this side road and meet them there. Then, we'll hop on and pull off the top like we're opening a can of soda. It'll be fun, y'all! Jet, you got anything else to add for a point of attack? Certainly. The best way for us to avoid detection other than maintaining a current route is... Well... Doing what we do best. Going as fast as possible. Will you be okay with that, Sujin? I've gotten more used to it since the first time around. Still, leaving Celadon the way we did. I meant to ask when you brought it up earlier, but, um, did you two nab Jet from there? Oh, funny story, actually. I was getting this power core. <laughs> Don't tell me, the Lorenz. Yeah, how'd you know? It's not exactly standard for all-purpose bots. I'll check something, and then I'll tell you properly. Jet, what's your serial code if you don't mind me asking? No problem. It's 54, 55, 52, 49, 4E, 47. <laughs> I always thought Jet seemed familiar. It's because I've met him before. Well, I met him before he was even Jet, but I knew some of the people who programmed you. Hey, that's pretty neat. Always seems like you knew tons of people who knew a little bit about everything. Comes with the territory of being an influencer. Hey, um, we should talk more about that sometime. Honestly, I didn't always know what I was doing when I was programming him. So figuring out what was going on before it might be useful for the stuff that's happening right now. Pardon the interruption, guys, but if we're going to reach the truck in time, we'd better start making our way over. Alright, here we go! Think we should lay low for a bit once we're there? Negative, Susan. We're past the waiting part. Now's the time for an ambush. Time to pull up next to them, then. On it. Are we close enough for your bridge thingy? Oh, it's just called the bridge. Don't worry. So, Jin, I'll let you make the call since you're deploying it. Then we'll just do what I always do. Hop up on the bridge, pop a guy in the face, and grab what's salvageable for us. Can you get a little closer? I think we're a little too close for their comfort, but yeah, let's dance, shall we? Get the bridge ready. You'd think they wouldn't be so defensive over what they think is trash. Well, they do say that one man's trash is another man's treasure. Exactly what I was thinking, Jet. Alright, here we go. Deploying it now. Kane, you might want to roll down the windows for this one. Well, are you okay, Kane? I'm fine. It's fine. It's nothing. 
But I think we might have lost our window of opportunity there. Was that a pun? Since we rolled down the windows? <laughs> Take it as you will. But I think we're gonna need to get on the other side and deploy there instead. You ready, Sujin? Let's do it! I think that's our cue! Uh, any time now, Sujin. Hang on. I just want to make sure everything's perfect. Perfect! Now, excuse me while I hop on over there. Really thought we were going to be on the other side. <laughs> Afternoon! How are you all? If you come quietly, I won't have to neutralize you. Get off my vehicle! That's what they always say. Pull up the bridge, you two, and meet me when I'm done with this schmuck. Sounds like things went well. Mostly, yeah. But you're always hesitating a little, Sujin. Don't doubt yourself. I don't know how many times I have to say it for that to stick. Sorry. I know. And, hey, Kane? Are you hurt? I know you brushed it off earlier. It's alright. Truly. I mean, it's nothing worse than what I've had before. Yeah, Kane's tough. They can handle it. Still, if you don't mind, could I take a look at it? Uh, oh. Um, yeah, sure. Ooh, this is not great. Not fatal, but also probably gonna leave a bit of a scar on your shoulder. Yeah, but that's kind of hot, isn't it? <laughs> when we meet up with Tari, first thing we should do is check for a first aid kit for you. I'm pretty sure medical supplies is near the top of our list. Speaking of Tari, I'm getting a radio signal from Bun. Target neutralized? By which I mean I knocked them out pretty good. So once I'm done tying them up, we'll go check out what's in the back. Yeah, uh, well, Sujin asked me to hang back so they can help me out with the, the injury I got back there. Oh, <laughs> no worries. I get it. In that case, Jet, do you mind coming in with me? It'll be easier to check what's actually in there if I've got a bot with even rudimentary object detection capabilities. It'd be my pleasure. you are. Here, I'll take Jet and find some supplies for you. Unlock these padlocks here, and ah, here, and voila! See, most of this stuff is perfectly fine. Still a little wild to me that a lot of glasshouse people can't even think that all this stuff has to actually go somewhere when no one wants it anymore. Hello? Anyone in here? Um, would you like me to perform an initial visual scan, Yusutari? Ah, y yes. Yeah. Um, that that'd be great. Medical supplies located at the highlighted locations. Not too much to choose from, I'm afraid. <laughs> Figures. It's always hard when there's only one trunk. You know, the reason Bass has been on my case about going on these runs is because I've had to skip my medication a couple times, and all this excitement is technically not very good for me. Oh, they can't synthesize it in one of the labs? <sighs> nope. Which is a real shame. We can do hormone therapy, insulin, tons of over-the-counter stuff, but I guess it's just tougher for us to synthesize beta blockers without a couple ingredients to put it together, I guess? I'm no scientist, but that's what they told me. Besides, I've got what a lot of people like to call glasshouse syndrome. 
which is not what I'm by the way. It's just the funny thing they call it when your body rejects a lot of medications or treatments, so I'm uh, stuck in a weird place with all that. I'm sorry. Hey, it's cool. I, I mean, it's not cool on like a practical level, but I mostly have learned how to handle it. You know, take breaks, ask for help, check in with myself, all that stuff. Huh. That sounds very involved. Oh, it is. <laughs> in a good way. Oh, here we are. First aid. Looks mostly intact. I'll go run this over to them, if you don't mind finishing another scan for other stuff on our list. You got it. Here you go. And jeepers, that does look kind of bad. I wish you'd said something earlier. You know we're part of your team too, right? Thanks for the kit, Tari. Let me see if there's any burn ointment in here. Hey, Tari? Hmm? You said you knew Jet from a while back. And I know you heard that he's been glitching for a while. Yeah, um... I I was surprised he's taking on so much right after he just woke up. Right, exactly. Sujin, Vic, Ganymede, and a bunch of other people at Caramultplex have all taken a look at him. And they can't seem to figure out what's causing him trouble. And even if I want to help him, I mean, God, I've always been the one to fix him up... I think I might not be the right person for the job this time. What's making you say that? Well, like, right now, I just totally brushed under the rug that I got hurt. And this is a pretty minor injury, but... I've kind of been throwing myself onto the proverbial highway a lot as of late. I mean, hearing about what you, Baz, Gen, and Jet did to get the power back on? That was risky as all hell! Yeah, come on. We're supposed to look after you. I think I was just so used to doing it all on my own that it... It just slipped my mind. I get it. Old habits die hard. Yeah, but it's kind of the problem, though, isn't it? I spent a lot of my life watching people hide their issues, their worries, and their fears. I mean, they seemed so much stronger because of it, so I... I just copied them. But I'm pretty sure Jet's picked up on it, too, and keeps tucking away all the things that are bothering him. And I'm, like, just starting to learn how to get over that stuff, so... I don't even think I'm in the right headspace to tell him that he shouldn't do it, either. So you think it's something to do with his personality core? Maybe. Whether it's a problem with his personality core or some other code, you have some experience with him. Beyond that sort of stuff, for an ex-fluencer who pretended to die back in Glasshouse, you do seem well-adjusted emotionally. I pride myself on that. Look, all I really know is that I want Jet to feel better. And I happen to be... not the right person to make that happen. He's starting to trust more people, obviously, so I want to ask if I can trust you with him. Can do, KK. I'll do my very best and let him know what we talked about. Now, let Sujin get you patched up, because we've got a whole truck to unload. And, of course, our medical supplies are still woefully understocked. From what I heard from Vic in the station, Tari and the others have only managed to gather some. Though I suppose this is all on my mind because it's about time for your tea shot, and I know I keep missing my estrogen doses, but- Okay, yeah, you really need to stop turning off your alarms for those, but now- Besides all of that, we might have power back on, but that doesn't mean there weren't consequences for that whole debacle. Now, I love you. I care about you. Respectfully, you need to stop talking about this stuff right now. 
you are supposed to be letting other people take the lead on this. Almost all of our medics are trying to at least maintain our medical supplies we have, and our engineers have been bolstering as much as they can with the switch to the new power system. (sighs) That doesn't mean I can just slack off. You're not slacking off. This is just your one day off this week. Can't you at least try not to think about work right now? Especially since you're supposed to be spending time with Lola and Indra. Oh, do you have to say it like that? You know, we've been friends for almost a decade at this point. I know when you're interested in people. I'm just a little embarrassed with my previous behavior towards them. I feel like I've been both a little too standoffish and a little too vulnerable. Neither of them seems scared off by that. And besides, being vulnerable isn't a bad thing. Mm. You seem so convinced of that lately. I've had enough time to think about it. That's all. There they are. No, Ganymede. Over here. Howdy, folks. Nice to see y'all again. You know, I feel like I'm always waiting around for people here. Is that so bad? Eh. <laughs> well, we're ready to play if you are. Grab a racket then, now. Oh. Oh, God. I thought you were joking when you said we were playing tennis today. And why would I do that? I don't know. Because you and Ronan play tennis usually? It's not really a you and me thing. To be honest, a lot of you and me activities are just fixing one problem after another. Besides, I would think you'd want me on your team, since I play every weekend. Lola apparently used to play slosh. Squash. Yeah, whatever. She used to play basically the same thing against the wall, so don't get too confident. Got any rules you want to set down before we start? Hmm. Not a rule, but just something to make it more interesting. How about every time one of us scores, you can ask the other team a question. Get to know each other better. Ganymede? Please. Sounds fun enough. Here we go. Love all. Ah, sorry, that's my fault. You all get to ask a question, then. I've got one. What do you do in your spare time? I almost always see you two busy with some project around here. See, even Lola noticed. Now, you know, I spend time with Ronan, or I cook, or I take Adina around the neighborhood. Most of my life outside of work is about my family. Wouldn't have it any other way. And Nell? I guess I haven't really thought about it in a while. I don't feel like I've had a free moment in a long time. Mm, same here. It's weird to even be playing a game today in the first place. But I do like winning. Still your serve. Fifteen love. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> that was a good save. I've got experience. Got a burning question for our opponents now? Not particularly. I'll give him one. What's the luckiest thing that's ever happened to you? Hard to say. For a while, I thought getting into the Prodigy program in Glasshouse was it. Now I sort of think it might have been luckier that I was able to leave. This question's way too easy. Luckiest thing that ever happened to me was meeting Lola. Oh, I... that's... I'm flattered. Wouldn't have been able to leave Haven without your help. So it's kind of a no-brainer. Then, joining Zero Zero probably was the next luckiest thing. Ah. Do I ever get to serve, or...? If you'd like to, you may as well. Oh, what do I say? 
15 all. Okay, 15 all. Oh, I could have sworn that was going to the left. Hey, it's called a trick shot for a reason. Lola, we're losing. Your turn to ask a question, Miss Palomo. I can't do all the hard work. All right, all right. Um, what's your favorite color? Is that really what you're going to use your question on? I'm not too keen on probing the depths of your past over a simple tennis game. That's too bad. I was rather looking forward to finding out new things about you now. (laughs) Oh, fine. I'll choose a better question. What are you afraid of people seeing in you? Whoa, swung all the way in the other direction. That's a deep cut. Sorry. Why? I didn't really realize until now, but I kind of hate it when people see me as just one thing. I'm always going to be me, you know, but... I've never actually had the chance to figure out who I am when I'm not just living minute to minute. Like I said, wouldn't get to experience that without being with Zero Zero. Don't know if that totally answers the question, but there you go. Wow. I almost feel like we've had this conversation already, but I've always felt afraid of being found out. Constantly having the feeling that I'm just not good enough for what I'm handling. I think we're both trying to be more okay with that. Ooh, yeah. That was a deep cut. Your ball still. 15.30. Whoa, now you still with us? That ball went totally past you. Mm-mm. Oh, I was thinking. Lighter question for you both. How'd you choose your names? I just got stuck with Indra, even though I like it well enough now. No last name, though. We usually don't get to choose those either. I've been a Moreno my whole life, and I didn't plan to change that when I got married, either. Ganymede, though, I always loved that name. Funny enough, I'm pretty sure I first saw it as the program name for a data management server, but I liked it so much I figured I'd make it mine. And you, Little Dove? Uh, Little... (laughs) Um, (laughs) where did that that come from? Your last name's Palomo, which sounds like Paloma, which means dove in Spanish. Thought it'd be cute. You've been spending more time with Tari, haven't you? I like popping by every now and then. I don't know what really made me choose the name Nell. Honestly. I think it just sounded nice to me. So I stuck with it. There's not much meaning there as there is for my Wintu name. And when I transitioned, Dad told me he'd help me choose another name from his culture. I don't share it with others. Really, it's the part of him I like to keep close to my heart. But it means storyteller. We used to tell each other stories all the time, so my name always gets to be a memory to that tradition. That's really beautiful. Thank you. You know, I didn't really choose my own name when it got changed. Who did? My parents. They thought it'd make me more successful if I had a less... non-traditional name. But what you said, Nell, I guess that's just making me think about things, too. I appreciate you always opening my eyes. I hadn't really thought about it since I started organizing Zero Zero. Again with that? Huh? She's paying you a compliment, you know. You're just following everything with a comment about Zero Zero. I know you've been trying to get me to talk about it, but I'm busy, okay? It's just... I mean, it's been my whole life for the past few years. I don't mean to keep bringing it up. I'm sure you don't. Now... I know you're in on it too, Ganymede. Don't try and rope me into this. I'm sorry. 
I don't know what's going on with me. I think I, I just need some time alone. That went real sideways. Sorry, you two. You know we weren't trying to do that. I do. I'll make up for this game being cut short sometime, alright? But I've got to go check in on Nell once she's cooled off. Come on in. Hey, there you are. Took a long time to unpack that car. Yeah, sorry to keep you waiting. Oh, no rush, really. Job's pretty easy. I'm just hungry. Where's Kane? Or, uh, let me guess, off with Jet since he's woken up? No, actually. They're handing him off to Tari. They were just taking a second to explain the whole situation to him. Well, now I'm gonna need an explanation. Tari's a programmer now? Not quite, but I don't think it's either his software or his hardware that's acting up. Like the whole ghosts in the machine situation. Hardly think he's haunted. (laughs) Nah, but I get it. When you live with a computer in your brain for a little bit, you start to think like it a little bit. You know, everything's just binary after a certain point. Every choice you make is just one switch in a whole grand series of them. Can't imagine what it's like doing it the other way around. Robot with a human inside of your brain. Interesting conversation you two are having. Not sure if it's as simple as drawing a line between the two. It's all metaphor anyways. So, I figure you're both taking over for me then, huh? It's just scanning the airwaves for any radio calls into the current frequency. The thing changes every so often, but the key's on this computer here. Were you doing this by yourself? I wouldn't personally consider it a two-person job, but I'm sure you want to keep each other company. Thanks, Vic. Have a nice lunch. <laughs> oh, and Sujin? Sound like you were hesitating again out there. Huh? Don't second-guess yourself so much, man. I mean that in more ways than one. I'd be seeing you all around. So, what was he talking about? Huh? I... I don't know. Nothing. (laughs) He's joking around. I meant the robot thing. Ah, right. We were talking about Jet, actually. I know you're doing your best with him. (sighs) You know, it's funny. I've been the youngest sibling my whole life, and I don't know how to be an older sibling to him. I figured I would have learned after watching Seb and Val, but... (sighs) But it's harder than it looks, I guess. I forget that he looks up to me sometimes. I mean, God, he's smarter than I am by a mile, but he still trusts me with so much. I most definitely get the feeling. Watching Minso and Ji-young grow up, I figured that was probably what Uni felt like around me. Copying whatever she did, asking for her advice on every little thing. Not that Min ever asked me for real advice. What have they been doing since you were gone? Uni's been running Oma's shop for so long, it's practically hers now. I used to help out there, you know. Anything people didn't want anymore kind of ended up with me. It's how Zero Zero used to come buy parts before you joined up. But Minso's been helping out too, so I can't imagine the past few months have been too bad without me. And Ji Young started college already. I can't believe that sometimes. <laughs> no kidding. I pretty much never feel like I'm in my 20s. I was barely around people my own age anyways, and not going to college meant that I wasn't really around friends very much. If I could even call them that probably why I like hanging out with you so much. Hey, I went through the same thing. Went to college, stopped going, had kind of a nasty breakup, and stopped going to art hangouts for a while, because it was too awkward. 
I found a new crowd eventually, but no one's ever been as close to me as you, Vic, and Lola. Really? Eh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and not Indra. You know, I am not entirely convinced Z's forgiven me for throwing a flash bomb at them that one time. Well, I almost killed her. And Z and I are getting along just fine. Never understood that. <laughs> wow. Where'd you learn to do this stuff? Oh, uh, well, my parents used to work at a radio station. They were 103.7 Ansible. I never got the chance to work with them. Not like you and your moms, but I did pick up a few things. Plus, Val used to do ham radio stuff, so I watched her a lot, too. Been thinking about her since you and Sebastian made up, I'm sure. Yeah. I just hope she's okay in Glasshouse. I, I sort of imagine that maybe she's gotten caught up in something, too. Maybe after what happened to my parents. But I also like to think that she's just living there. Oh, uh, hang on. You, you need to flip that to shortwave. Like I said the first time we met, you just keep impressing me. Vic's right. You might not need me here at all. No, I do. I told you. There's no one else I'd want to have on my passenger side. But I hesitated. You got hurt. And mistakes happen. Doesn't mean I don't need someone to ride shotgun. And look, you took care of me after, right? Uh, and you need me to read out the key to you, right? Yeah, I, I guess... I guess you have to do that, too. Let's see. We're switching our frequency over to 101.9. Alright. Got it. Okie dokie. Let me just plug you in so you don't lose any charge. Next question. Do you want to sit on top of the blue pillow? Or the pink one? Um... I'll take the pink one. <laughs> nice and comfy for ya. And I know your heat vents on the back, so that shouldn't compromise it or anything. Now, let's talk about you. Huh? We're jumping in just like that? <laughs> That's what we're here for. Unless you want to chat about other stuff first, but Kane did ask us to try and talk about what's happening to you right now. It'd be helpful if you could describe it. Okay, um... Well, I've been glitching out ever since we first left Metropolis West. At first, I thought I had just been adjusting or overworking myself. You know, maybe something was wrong in my system that I hadn't identified yet. But I've run the diagnostics a million times, and I'm not even exaggerating. I, I still cannot figure it out. I'm afraid... I'm afraid I might be fundamentally... broken. After all, Kane did scrap me together, and you know, it's... Very plainly obvious, you can't scrap something until it's been thrown away. Hey, no such thing as fundamentally broken. Just means you have a different purpose than what people think you're for. And it's true, what I said before. I, I knew some of the people who programmed you. Is that who you were looking for today in the truck? Oh, <laughs> you picked up on that, huh? I've gotten a lot better at paying attention to people's facial expressions and mannerisms. You've done that a lot before, right? Checking for people who've hitched a ride? It's how I got here. Force of habit. But you seemed really let down that no one was there. Or... Not just let down, but... Resigned. Mmm, you're pretty sharp. Maybe I should have called you sharps instead. Hmm. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I'm always kind of hoping he'll be back there. Even though after the first few weeks I knew it wasn't gonna happen. His name was Milo. 
And Jet, you were right on another thing. He helped program you. It's just, no matter what I do, I can't stop thinking about, about. Something happened before you came here, didn't it? Something bigger than you getting a new power core, I mean. It's like, no matter what happens, no matter how happy I am, no matter how much I trust Zero Zero, I cannot stop thinking about the bad memories I have. And there's so much sometimes that I can't stand it. So I shut down without even meaning to. And I'm just embarrassed because everyone is so strong around me. I've never directly had to experience losing family members or rejecting my entire life to do what's right. So why can't I handle it? You don't need to suffer more just so you can get relief, you know? What you've gone through is obviously still hurting you. And, and I get that feeling, you know? Watching other people have it worse and thinking you don't deserve to feel bad if you're not going through what they are. But all you have are your own experiences. Let me ask you something. You don't remember anything before you were Jet, right? Anything from when your serial code was 54, 55, 52, 49, 40, 47? Not at all. Then I'll tell you what I know. My friend Milo worked on you with a couple different programmers. Some from Glasshouse, most of them from Windowpane or the Numatron. You're just one of the iterations they had of a lofty idea. An AI with real intelligence. For the Metropolis programmers, they just wanted to see if something like this was possible. For the Glasshousers, well, we always wanted the newest things. Always reaching for the next shiny trinket without thinking about the cost. Bored with personality cores that only installed speech patterns and basic responses. We wanted more. And, of course correctors. They, they wanted AI that could adapt and grow, teach itself how to police the population. And Milo was brought on as your potential brand ambassador. But your programming wasn't perfect yet. And when the cost ran up higher than they expected, they planned on junking your AI entirely. But Milo, he always had a big heart. <laughs> so he gave you back the programmers you started with, and he helped build your learning algorithms. I guess they weren't able to patch those zero-day problems before the correctors found out and made them get rid of you. So, I have been broken since I was first created. Not necessarily. Because, from what Milo told me, it wasn't a problem. It was that your neural net learned a sense of morality, and your base program didn't want to do something that would hurt people. So, as I said, you're not broken. You're just not what they wanted you to be. I guess that would explain why what's troubling me is like that. You're regretting something? How are you doing that? You're not reading any of my outputs. People that have gone through similar things can kind of see it in each other. I just know what it's like to regret something so deeply it doesn't feel like it'll ever go away. That's how I would describe it. Yeah. I'm so sorry that happened to you, Yuzutari. I'm sorry something happened to you too, Jet. A and like I promised Kane, I promise you that I'll try to help you sort it all out. Sometimes you just need someone to listen to you. Thank you. 
Well, <laughs> that was some pretty heavy stuff. Let's do something to lighten the mood a little, shall we? Got anything fun you want to show me? I have a favorite collection of images still stored on my hard drive. Oh, you know I love looking at pictures. Let me see them. <laughs> Heard you turn off your alarm. <sighs> Just a moment. I'll come to the door. Journaling? Felt like I needed to. Hmm. Ah, shoot. I forgot an alcohol pad. Got any? I do. Well, go get your estrogen and Spiro, too. Since you keep forgetting your hormones, we may as well do it together, like old times. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, I know it's for drawing it up, but that big needle always scares me. Yeah, after two years of not taking it so I could have Adina, it's a little bit odd to go back to needles every week. Bandage, please. Here you go. Thank you. You ready to talk about what happened? Can't talk. Taking hormones. Damn your sublinguals. I'll talk while you let that dissolve. I know it's not easy to have conversations with our guests, but, well, guests isn't even the right term. They've been here almost two months, and the fact that we're even running despite such a major setback is thanks to one of their members. People are talking about this now. It's time for you to seriously think about Zero Zero. You've always known what my priorities are here. We used to have the same ones. We still do. Listen, Potenko is circling us. They're getting closer. And living here like we aren't just waiting for the next attack, waiting until we know how to strike them, it's not doing anything for us. We shouldn't be sending our citizens out without a plan. Zero Zero has a plan. It doesn't mean we have to face off against more correctors or task forces. We've sat around here letting people trickle in when they can figure out our codes. Indra even told you that the people who need Care Malplex the most can't even make it here. Opening up those doors makes us more vulnerable to attack, and we know they're planning on it. You said it yourself. We can't just sit here and do nothing! We aren't. I know that Zero Zeros seem like they have a plan, but fighting against the corporation, fighting against any organization with power, isn't something to take lightly. But unifying people, standing together, that makes us stronger. Potenko is a huge corporation, sure, but they're just one against all of us. All the people that make it run. Do you really think they'll be so successful there? Ask yourself why they came here first. Because we're cannon fodder. We always have been. And I would know that better than anyone. Ask yourself something. If someone told you that what you were going to do would make a difference, would change your life, you would take it in a heartbeat if you thought it would be a good thing, right? 
if you could look 10 years, 20 years down the line and see that what you brought was nothing but destruction and heartache, wouldn't you tell yourself not to do it? When I hear everyone talking about joining this revolution, all I can hear is the recruitment officer who told me that joining would change my life. I told myself when I touched back down on Earth, I would never fight again. And you're asking me to go against all of that. I'm sorry now. But I'm not asking you to take up arms again. What I'm asking you is this. If Potenko finds Kermalplex, you know what they'll do to us. We are the biggest outpost out here that almost every other outpost relies on. If we go out without any support and Kermalplex falls, what will everyone else do then? We can't make a stand alone. I'll leave you to it then. Think about what I said. Have a good evening, Ganymede. Hey. Hey there. Don't think I've been in your apartment since we got here. Didn't decorate much, huh? (laughs) Yes, it's a little empty, isn't it? I didn't feel much like settling down. Even if I didn't know how long we were going to be in here. Neither did I. But we have to leave here soon, don't we? We still haven't gotten Nell on our side. Things aren't changing anytime soon, I'd say. And I think we just blew our chances back there. (laughs) Third time's the charm. I really didn't mean to do that. Well, you don't have to convince me. Honestly, I I just want to see Nell. Ulterior motives or whatever. Which means... Uh... She's hot. (laughs) So that's why. I could tell. You can be quite the flirt when you want to be. Oh, you could tell, huh? (laughs) I like hearing you laugh, you know. I didn't hear you do that a lot before. Of course, it's still all business, but you seem like you loosened up a little bit. I mean, it's been nice. To be so far away from Metropolis West... To be unrecognizable to so many people. Five years ago, it's all I would have wanted. To start completely over. I know what you mean. I've liked being here. I meant it when I said I learned a lot about myself just being here. Kind of thought I wouldn't be able to tolerate kids, but it's nice to have some of them recognize me and say hi. That came as a bit of a surprise to me, too. Your soft side is very soft. Yeah, maybe being around other people so much is changing me. Or just revealing the person you've always been. Probably both of those things are true. I've got a question for you. Well, you don't need to score a point to ask it. If you're okay with it, I wanted to know your name. You said that you took on the name Lola Sun. It's fine if you don't want to share it, too. Like Nell said, maybe it's just for you. I think I do want to tell it to you. My real name is Lalita Suravaram. That's beautiful. Thank you. Can I uh, call you that? I'd like you to. Nobody said that name for a long time. All of Metropolis West knew me as Lola Sun. I love that city. 
but as much as it's worth saving, it doesn't mean it hasn't hurt me in ways I'm still recovering from. I feel like I still have to tend to those old wounds. I felt like I was living as a different person for so long. You don't have to anymore. Not even when we go back. I appreciate that. Like I was saying during the match, I'm finally figuring out me for the first time. But some things haven't changed. <clears throat> you know, like, I always knew I was a lesbian, but I didn't really think I'd ever pursue relationships with anyone. Who exactly were you thinking of? I think you know. You were the first person in a long time to help me without ever asking for anything in return. And you're the first person who made me feel like I deserved it. You've never been afraid of me, even when I tried to intimidate you and push you away. And you owned up to your mistakes. Maybe it sounds like the bar is in the ground with that last one, but you're special. And I want to spend more time with you and figure out the connection we have. But if you don't want to, I don't mind. We'll still be friends. Oh gosh. I don't think I've dated anyone since... Haven? Yes. How did you know? I mean, it's not hard to guess. You're more attached to her than most people would be to their friends. But I never asked how you knew her. Beyond the whole prodigy thing. So, here's me asking. I knew her ever since I started the program. It wasn't as if I didn't get along with people at first. I adored the whole thing, admired the entire cohort. But Haven was the first person to challenge me. We were both doctors in training, but we came at completely opposite angles. I came from a technological background while she was staunchly in the realm of the biological. And she came from a world where it was simply expected that she would become a doctor, not something she fought for. So when I ended up becoming her mentor, it pushed us both to try harder, innovate more. I don't think I would have designed my prosthetics without her knowledge. She was wonderful when I knew her. Supportive, always ready with advice. She was sweet. We were happy together. But when I left... <sighs> we left on strange terms, to say the least. I entrusted her with the only things that really mattered to me at the time, in the hopes that our time together would ensure she kept them safe. And I thought she was still in Glasshouse this entire time, all the way until I met you. I was looking for a way to talk to her again. I've been carrying her around with me all this time, but I think with this distance from Metropolis West, it's taught me that it's okay to let go. Yeah, whatever happened to Haven between you knowing her and what she did to me, to all her patients, I guess I wouldn't know. I forgave you a long time ago, but I don't think I'd ever forgive her. You don't have to. Forgiveness isn't really for the other person. It's for you. Thanks. What time is it? 18.05. That'll probably be Sujin at the radio station. I'd better head up there. I was supposed to help them out with night shift. And I'd like to think about your question a little longer, if you don't mind. But if you'd like to come along to the radio station, I'd like your company. Yeah, I've got nothing better to do. 
finished phoning her. She said she and Indra will be here in a bit. Anything on the radio? Nope. Static, static, and more static. Real riveting stuff here. Hey, why'd you take this shift anyways? Even Lola and Indra took the day off. Just trying to stay useful, I guess? You still thinking about what Tari told you before? Sort of. Between everything that's happened since then, there hasn't really been a right time. There's never really a right time for anything, you know? You think so? Yeah. I mean, I think meeting Sebastian again and patching things up with each other really taught me that. You meet someone you don't expect to see, you try to catch up on everything and end up failing. And then you try again. You say the wrong things to each other at the wrong times, but you end up working on it. You try to make it better, and you end up being stronger on the other side because of it. So then, I mean, was it really the wrong thing after all? That's pretty philosophical. <laughs> well, now you know who I've been hanging out with a lot more now. That kind of makes me think about the whole face of the revolution thing again. It might be the best thing to do since, well, does kind of feel like I'm just passing the time here. What about Nell? What about her? I don't know. Everyone says she has a bit of a soft spot for you. <laughs> I kind of think she's got a soft spot for Lola and Indra, if you know what I mean. Oh, okay. So it's not just me imagining that, huh? Nope. But that does mean the whole situation is covered. I've been keeping a big part of my life secret from my family, and when I do this, I'm going to have to tell them about Zero Zero. Probably expose them to a whole lot of danger. But you're set on it. Maybe? Hey, don't hesitate. Look, I know Zero Zero is stronger with you in it. And I wasn't lying when I said I need you. We need you. But if you think that's the best decision for you and the team, then you should do it. And I promised that I was going to take you back home safe, didn't I? Yeah. Thanks, Kane. Then... I think it might be time for me to go home. Calling the Karam Complex, we are in need of your assistance to confirm final coordinates. Again, if you can hear us, we are approaching 38 degrees, 4 tree minutes, 5 or 5 or seconds north, 1 to 1 degrees, 4 8 minutes, 2 8 seconds west. Oh my god! We have to get a broadcast going now! We have four passengers that are arriving in a single vehicle. Repeat. Four passengers arriving. We are listening into frequency 108.2 and await confirmation. I'll tune into their frequency on my radio. Hello, Caramolplex Broadcasting. Holy shit. Was that really- Caramolplex Broadcasting to confirm your coordinates. We're listening in. Please repeat them. Over. Three, eight degrees, four tree minutes, five or five or seconds north, one to one degrees, Four eight minutes two eight seconds west over. Uh, correct. Continue your approach. Do you need assistance? Over. Um. Uh. All clear. Over. Then we're going dark again. Over. I can't believe we caught that. <laughs> Me neither. Would you look at that? You two were busy. Yeah, just right at the end there. What's going on? Uh, they must have kept broadcasting. Why didn't they shut that off? That proves it. We're on the right track. <laughs> Good. No. No! Why the hell is she here? Was that... Haven?
Hi, Eli Ramos here, creator and editor of Under the Electric Stars, an Astor Podcasting Network production. If you liked this episode, please share it with your friends and rate and review it wherever you're listening to us. You can find us on our website at underthealectricstars.com or on social media. We're at UTES underscore podcast on Twitter and Under the Electric Stars podcast on Tumblr. You can also find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mixeliramos. That's M-X-E-L-I-R-A-M-O-S. You can support Aster Podcasting Network at different tiers and get rewards like early access to episodes, annotated scripts, commentaries, behind-the-scenes posts, art, and even merch. That's not just for Under the Electric Stars, but all the shows on the network. The money you give directly goes to supporting our editor, showrunners, and actors who make these shows possible. Please support us if you have the means. Any amount helps. Our current merch offerings are a design for Under the Electric Stars done by Kai Ramos. If you pledge at $5 a month or higher, you'll get the sticker version, and if you pledge at $10 a month or higher, you'll get the poster. Keep in mind, though, you have to be pledged for at least three months to get these rewards, so if you want to have a really neat end-of-the-year gift to yourself or some Under the Electric Stars merch to kick off 2023, pledging now is the way to go. Back to the credits. Our voice talents are as follows. Robin Guzman as Jet Reyes. Rhea Ann as Kane Reyes. Christine Kim as Sujin Yi, Philomena Sherwood as Tari DeWitt, Kevin Pakilan as Vic Vass, Katriel Rose as Nel Palomo, Rue Dickey as Ganymede Moreno, Chitrika Budamagunta as Lalita Suravaram, Rey Angel Yoali Olachea Martinez as Indra, Matias Noguera as Khalil Hale, Serena El Hajali as Ava Jafari, and Stephanie Arada as Elizabeth Haven. Additional voices were provided by yours truly. Attributions for sounds and music used can be found in the show notes. Thanks to Ezra Lee Buck and Audrey Pham, our $20 patrons on Patreon. And to Rue Dickey, who just got married, congratulations! Everyone, thanks for listening, and see you in Caramelplex soon.